Hi, this is Dee, and you're listening to my podcast, Let Me Clear My Throat. Um, today I'm going to do kind of what I've been doing in my last few episodes, and I'm just going to try to, try, I'm going to learn how to talk first. I'm going to try to um, free mic it <laughs> um, instead of having a script or a bunch of things that I have looked up and researched. So um, <clears throat> I might get a little off the topic sometimes my mind likes to wonder and then I wonder where it is um, and then I have to try to find it if you will and bring it back so then I know and remember what I was talking about <laughs> so anyway if you know me um, that probably makes sense to you because <laughs> um, <clears throat> it makes sense to me but anyway uh, so last night I attempted to start a podcast um, and I got about 10 minutes into it my mom needed me um, so obviously I paused it <clears throat> and went to go help her out. And then I just kind of wasn't, um, feeling it, I guess you could say. I was kind of in a mood, kind of in a funk. Um, just been really a lot in my feelings and my emotions lately. I don't know so much with the holidays and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but it's, um, I don't know. It's just been a very emotional uh, week in my head <clears throat> and I don't want to sound like I guess I don't want to sound like I'm a mental case um, <laughs> I probably am <laughs> um, but so okay <clears throat> I get caught up in my feelings a lot and I've got a lot going on in my mind I've got a lot that um, I don't get the chance to talk to um, very many people anymore, and I'm not complaining. Um, I take care of my mom full time, <clears throat> and she has uh, been getting worse um, and worse. And um, sometimes people call or whatever, and she puts on this facade of, you know, or she used to that she's not doing as bad as what she is, and um, <clears throat> she's been having some chest pains and some different stuff and the holidays been coming on and <clears throat> and um, it's just a really hard time um, obviously with my dad only being gone um, a year and a half my stepdad um, but <clears throat> she um, I don't know how to explain it she just pretty much <clears throat> excuse me <coughs> Sorry, um, this weather has got my throat all dry. Um, it's really hard to explain. My mom's basically bedridden, um, and she's disabled and she's blind. And it's really hard enough when you're grieving in life in a normal setting, if you will, of, of a normal, I don't really like to use the word normal, but on an average situation of being a human being in the world <clears throat> and there's people that are able to go out and do things or talk to their family and friends or find ways to have areas to put your feelings and your emotions and have kind of like an escape if you will um, and my mom doesn't have that she lives in audiobooks um, and I'm just really lost on um, what to do with, you know, what to do for her. 
<clears throat> on the sense of trying to help her find a place to put her emotions and her feelings and also deal with her health uh, situation. Um, it's very difficult for me <clears throat> in the sense of I feel helpless. Um, even though I know how to take care of my mom, I feel helpless in the sense of not being able to help her where she needs help. And um, I pray a lot, uh, probably more so than what I ever have in my life. And, I mean, we grew up in the church and stuff. My mom used to be a Bible school teacher. Um, you know, and my, <clears throat> my uncle... Uh, my dad's, my stepdad's brother, you know, he was, um, he was a, a, a deacon in the church, and, um, y you know, we were just, we would go, I use the phrase religiously, uh, to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, <coughs> and Bible school, we go to Bible school and stuff, and, um, <coughs> It's just really difficult when I have so many questions, um, and a lot of times those questions raise more questions than they confuse me, but then it makes me think, well, maybe I shouldn't ask that question because I'm not trying to insult, um, <clears throat> I'm not trying to insult the Word of God. I'm not trying to insult um, the Bible. I'm not trying to insult uh, religion. Um, or anything of that nature, but I have a lot of questions, and I honestly don't know if there's anybody that really honestly has the true answers. They just have what they believe and what they've been brought on or what their feelings or perspective, if you will, um, make them believe, and, 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 and that's fine. That's, that's totally fine. <clears throat> um, because I'm the same way, but as a, as a, I say a young person, but I'm 50 years old, but, um, <laughs> uh, as a young person, um, in the eyes of God, I guess you could say as a child of God, <clears throat> I have a lot of confusion on some of the things that are worded and um, and also the way they're interpreted. And people, I feel, sometimes <clears throat> can interpret things a lot of ways, um, obviously, but also can manipulate, um, in a, and I'm saying that politely. I'm not trying to use that as a, as a, as a way to be mean on the way I'm putting it. <clears throat> can, let's just say, rearrange, can rearrange um, the wording and the meaning behind it um, compared to maybe somebody else can. And so <clears throat> that confuses me because it's like, okay, you know, obviously I would like to believe everybody wants to get into heaven. And I know not everybody believes in heaven and hell. Nobody believes, some people you know, don't believe in the Bible, they don't believe in God, and I, and I respect that, but I'm just saying my emotions, my feelings, and my thoughts and perspective on the world, um, I have a lot of questions, and um, I'm confused, <coughs> and 
like, um, <laughs> and I, and I'm not trying to be, and this is where I get hung up because I feel like if I ask the question or if I talk about it, even in my mind, um, or say it out loud, I'm, I don't want it to come across to my own self that I'm disrespecting God and that I'm disrespecting, um, you know, anything. I just, it's, you know, they always say no question, um, is, is the wrong question. The only question that's wrong is the one you don't ask. And that's not always true, I find. <clears throat> but some, some questions you don't want answered. Um, and some questions just leave you even more confused. And it depends a lot on how answers are taken and how they're also representative, represented. Um, <clears throat> but me, for instance, and I'm sorry, I'm clearing my throat in the mic. I've got my headset on, um, and I I have really bad allergies, and my mouth is really dry. <laughs> um, and I was outside earlier, and I don't know, I just got a really dry throat, so I apologize. <clears throat> but, um, so like for instance, and again, this is just me with questions in my head. And it's no insult to anybody I'm not insult religion I'm not insulting God um, and honestly I don't know why I should have to apologize for having questions um, because that's really kind of the only way I, I learn but at the same time too who who is the right one to really teach me because everybody's got different religions and different beliefs. And some people have even have different versions of the Bible. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, let's say the Bible, for instance. Uh, okay, because this is kind of where I'm at. And I was kind of going through this last night. I had this, I was, I was talking to God last night. I was praying to him and, and stuff. And a lot of things, a lot of emotions I kind of put there. And obviously, because I've got a lot going on in my head. And it was just getting really full. And, <clears throat> but like the Bible, for instance. You know, we've got all these book chapters and verses and things written in red. And everybody's like, oh, it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure some things are, I mean, a lot of things probably are in there. I don't know the Bible verbatim. I cannot quote you book, chapter, and verse. It's been a long time since I've um, had to quote any quotes and or whatever when I was in Bible school or anything. And I've, I've touched the Bible, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's been a few months probably quite a few months. I know it's been this year though. Um, but that doesn't make me any less of a believer. Um, it doesn't make me any less of, um, of, of a person that is, um, respectful to the word of God or the person that just because I don't touch my Bible every day, just because I don't read it every day, and maybe I might forget to pray at each meal or between a snack or, or whatever, is there really a right time and a wrong time? <clears throat> and does it make me any less of a Christian or somebody who's going to get into heaven if I don't or if I forget or maybe if I, if I just try to do good and be a good person <clears throat> and try not to be evil? Um... Am I going to go to hell because I haven't read my Bible today? Um, and who really wrote the Bible? I mean, I know that there's these scriptures and, and everything, you know. I know they say, you know, Moses wrote the Ten Commandments and stuff. But over the years, as the Bible has evolved, 
And as more people have, um, some people, I guess, rearrange wording um, on beliefs and what they believe, um, who's to say that the Bible is really authentic? You know, and who's to say that mankind didn't write the Bible and just kind of, um, you know, I don't know. These are just some kind of my questions. <clears throat> I mean, because like my mom, for instance, she has this very old, well, had this very, very old Bible. And she said it was like the original Bible. It dated way, 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 way back. And she gave it to my younger sister. <clears throat> now, why should that Bible be any different than the Bible today? Why, why should the wording be different? How is that possible? Because the Bible should be the Bible. And if another religion has a ver version of the Bible, how is that possible? <laughs> Shouldn't there only be one book? And and then those people that read that, that book interpret it how they want to based on whatever religion they want to believe in. Why are there multiple Bibles? So how am I supposed to know which Bible is the authentic one to get me to where I need to be as a human being, but also into heaven? Or is it going to condemn me if I'm reading the wrong version and I end up in hell? And, you know, like, and, and again, this is no offense to God at all. And I tell him this when I ask these questions. And I pray that he understands and he knows my heart. Because, like I said... These are just questions. <clears throat> so, like, for instance, if, okay, so Jesus died on the cross. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Jesus died on the cross and for our sins. And because he died on the cross, we are forgiven for our sins. But does that make it okay for people to murder him? I mean, or is that God showing us that mankind can be at that level of evil? <clears throat> or, I mean, I, I don't know. These are the questions I have. And so, like, <clears throat> let's say, like, Mary and Joseph having Jesus. And Mary, you know, got pregnant or whatever. And it was, you know, it wasn't Joseph's baby. <clears throat> so... If God impregnated Mary, and, and mind you, this, like I said, I, I'm curious. <clears throat> so if God impregnated Mary, and Mary had Jesus, and Joseph was supposed to be understanding that it wasn't his baby, and that Mary didn't step out on him, <clears throat> and this was a child of God, then does that mean... That God forced a baby on Mary and impregnated her without her knowledge and her her um, her consent. Um, and does that just mean that Joseph was supposed to just believe that Mary didn't step out of him out on him and <clears throat> got pregnated by another man? And, and and like I said, I'm not trying to offend nobody. And I'm these are just questions I have. Or is that God's level of showing us <clears throat> that women can have babies not by their maternal or their their husbands, um, 
from, let's say, artificial insemination, if you will, and it be okay. That it doesn't need to be the natural way. That it doesn't need to be man and, and woman having sex or whatever to conceive a child. <clears throat> that it's okay that if man goes and gets impregnated um, outside of the actual conception of naturalness, if you will, <clears throat> to have a baby. And that you don't have to be a man in order to accept having a baby with somebody that you didn't impregnate. I mean, it's just kind of questions I have. Um, and I don't know if anybody else has ever looked at it this way or even thought about it this way. Maybe it's just me. Um, <coughs> but these are just some of the questions that I've been going back and through on my mind here lately. Um, <coughs> now, I, I believe in God. I was baptized when I was young. Uh, in the uh, in the 80s uh, and um, <coughs> you know I, I believe in God I believe in um, I believe in miracles I believe in the Holy Ghost I believe in Jesus I believe in sin I believe in heaven and hell but I might believe it differently than what somebody else might and I might believe it differently than what the Bible and I'm putting quotations up states so like <coughs> I was told once by someone that there's seven seven levels of heaven and you don't know the time or the hour that that God's gonna come okay so this is my question on that then Seven levels of heaven. There's seven days in the week. If you don't know when the world is going to end, is he talking about the world in general? Because earth is our world as we classify it because that's the slang that mankind has given it. But the world, really how big is how big God takes it. But I believe also too is the world consists of one person. You're, you. you are, we are each individual worlds. God's worlds. God's children, <clears throat> the world, and maybe we don't know the time and the hour when he's going to come, which means we don't know the time and the hour when we're going to die, and our world comes to an end, and it depends on what day of the week it is, depends on what level of heaven, quotations, we land in, because it depends on what day of the week our world ended because we passed away. These are just questions I have, and I'm confused. But to me, that makes sense. We don't know the time and the hour we're going to die. <coughs> we don't know what day of the week we're going to die. We don't know how we're going to die. We all know that death, I mean, and I always say, you know, two things are certain in the world, taxes and death. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but I've added more things in my head of what other things are uh, certain in life, but those are my perspectives, like other people's opinions. <laughs> um, that's for certain. Everybody's got an opinion. Um, and they should. Everybody should be entitled to their opinion, their views, how they feel. Um, and they should be able to be entitled to have a voice, if you will, even if they can't physically talk. They should be able to have the right to voice that thought, that emotion, that opinion, and that perspective of them. Because... <clears throat> What makes another person's point and a view and opinion any more important than the next person's? 
You know, it's like they want to take um, prayer and stuff out of church. Or not out of church, I'm sorry. Please don't take it out of church. Out of the, the school system. Out of basically out of mankind. Why? Based off of what I've told. And I don't know a lot about politics. I really don't. I don't have TV. I don't follow the news. I don't follow politics. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't know who's who. Um, <clears throat> but I was told that it was taken out of the school because a woman, I'm guessing in Congress or something, um, didn't believe in it or something of that nature. <clears throat> now, with respect, and, and I say this respectfully, and it's just a phrase, who the hell is she? If, if we're not supposed, if, if government <clears throat> is not supposed to intertwine religion, and government is supposed to be just government, it's supposed to be non, I say this laughingly inside, okay, all of my personalities are laughing right now as I'm going to say this next sentence, all government people um, are supposed to be non-biased, <laughs> um, and neutral, so mankind and those that they oversee they're supposed to be able to hold their meetings in a level that they are speaking from uh, a professional uh, platform if you will and not an opinionated moral uh, background of their own choosing <clears throat> they don't get voted into office based off of <clears throat> their opinions they get voted into office based off what they can deliver in a professional manner to mankind is the way it's supposed to be, my thought. But <clears throat> they go and they take religion out of the school system. They take religion and prayer out of whatever they want to. And they manipulate it all. They want to take statues down. They want to remove, uh, change the, the Declaration of Independence. Maybe they need to reread it. Maybe they need to see what our forefathers and our ancestors believed in that day and time. <clears throat> because on, honestly, that was probably a much better time frame to live when a man's word was actually worth his word. And nowadays... A man's face is not even his own face because an app filter can change it. So what good is his word if it can just be manipulated? People can digitally um, manipulate videos. They can ma manipulate pictures. They can add things and take things in, put different backgrounds on. I do crafting, and I have just learned how to remove a background and insert another background, a different background. <clears throat> and there's an app for that. I used to have this saying. Of course, there's got to be, there's, you know, there's an app for that. There's got to be an app for everything. But you know what? <clears throat> an app isn't going to get you into heaven. But an app shouldn't condemn you to hell. And how do you know, <clears throat> you know, if, how do you know that they are not going in and manipulating the words of the Bible, the words of their belief, the words of their upbringing and their opinions, <clears throat> you know, so, you know, and they're mis they're manipulating it, and I'm going to use the manipulating when it comes to government, because I'm not going to say rearrange, I'm going to say manipulate. <clears throat> when the government manipulates that for their own um, contradictions to be acceptable, if you will, um, how is that being... Um, somebody who has our best interests 
at heart as an American citizen or any type of nationality for that instance because I'm, I'm not just talking generally of, of our own particular government here in the United States because I'm sure there are other governments in other parts of the world that <clears throat> have their own thing and sometimes we get stuck as, as and I'm going to say Americans because I'm an American and I live in the USA and I'm proud to be an American I'm not proud to be an American because of our government I am proud to be American because of our men and women in a military that defend our country and made it possible for me to be even able to have an opinion of my own and have the freedom to be able to sit here on my podcast and talk to you people, even though I don't know who you are and I'm looking at my screen with little Ziggy marks on it. At least I have the freedom enough to be able to do that. So I am a proud American because of our men and women in the military. I am not a proud American because of our government. To me, there's a difference. I will take my hat off, salute a man in uniform any day. And I will shake the hand of a politician if I need to. But that's because I'm respectful. That's the way I was raised. I mind my elders. Well, my mom might disagree on that comment, but hey. um, I'm respectful to my elders. Um, I'm respectful to mankind. I'm respectful to everybody that I come in contact with. And I'm just now learning to be respectful to myself. That I will say. I'm learning how to respect myself. That is because mankind has done so much damage to me over my 50 years of my life that I have condemned myself in my own hell of my own being, my own mental state, that it has put me through hell. And the only way that I can get out of my personal hell is trying to be a good person do the right things and put my faith in a a, a a person that I've never met that has no <clears throat> excuse me no physical appearance to mankind anywhere that I know of but I pray to him I have faith in him and I believe in him to someone that I can't see someone I don't know someone I've never met And I believe in him more than I've believed in myself. And I've prayed to him more than I've complimented myself. And I've talked about him in good ways and respectful ways more than what I ever have myself. So... When people say, well, you know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in somebody I can't see. You know, and maybe, like I said, everybody has their own opinions and whatever, and I respect that. <clears throat> so if they don't believe in God, do they not believe in Santa Claus? And and I'm going to say this. I believe in Santa Claus. But maybe not the same way everybody else might. And I'm going to say why. I believe in Santa Claus because I believe Santa Claus is each and every person that has a giving kind heart for somebody and they do something with the kindness of their heart without feeling selfish 
and without wanting something and demanding something in return. <clears throat> the name Santa Claus is just a name. The meaning behind the purpose of Santa Claus is different. <clears throat> and if the story goes back on, was it Christopher Kringle or whatever his name was? <clears throat> it's been a long time since so I've watched the Christmas shows, okay? Because I personally don't know. I wasn't alive then. And maybe it's a story made up or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, for argument's sake, Christopher Kringle <clears throat> chose Christmas to be the day that he handed out gifts to people, to the children, whatever. Now, did he do that before or after Jesus was born? Because Jesus was born on Christmas. So how does that come in effect with <clears throat> the same situation? So was Christopher Kringle before Jesus or after Jesus? And if so, and he chose Christmas to do so, why did he choose Christmas? Why that day? And of all the days in the year, why that day? And also, too, what is Christmas supposed to mean? When, when Santa Claus comes, you know, you can be good all year long and do all the right things. <clears throat> and you can have, be like, and I'm just going to say this, you could be a saint, okay? But if Santa Claus, say for some instance, Santa Claus doesn't come to see you on Christmas morning. Does that mean you are bad? That you didn't deserve a gift? So then therefore Santa didn't deliver? It's okay to believe in a man on a sleigh with flying reindeer, but it doesn't believe in the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost that can save lives. And when somebody is dying or something bad is happening, and you, you know, people are like, you know, pray, put it in God's hands. Say, you know, please keep me in your prayers, or please say a prayer for so-and-so. Or, you know, like when my mom was in the hospital, the first thing I wanted to do was go to the chapel. When my grandson was in the hospital on life support, I went to the chapel. Several times I went to the chapel. <clears throat> and it was a Catholic hospital where my mom was at, one of them. Um, but that doesn't matter. Does that mean there's different levels of God? One's a Catholic, one's a Jew, one's um, a Baptist, one's a Jehovah Witness, or I, I don't know, okay? And, and, and I'm not trying to make anybody laugh at me or whatever, because I don't know the different levels of religion, okay? Because there's Muslim and there's Buddhist and, and all these, and, I'm, and maybe I'm getting confused on what people believe and what, whatever. But everybody has their levels of God, and it says you shouldn't... Um, how does it say it? Um, something about um, don't put any other God before me or something of that nature. Um, but how is that? How do I know that I'm putting it above another God when I don't know if that's the right God? What level of God is it? Does it go based again on somebody's opinion and a and a a book that I respect? Um, but how does one know? And then you got Christmas morning coming, okay? Because Christmas is coming up. And this is a very hard time of year for me uh, for many, many reasons. And, um, you know, so let, we'll just go back to Christopher Kringle, okay? A.K.A. Santa Claus. <coughs> so we got this jolly old man with these little bitty elf magic people um, living in uh, no man's land of 
frostbite season and freeze you as soon as you walk out. They'll probably freeze you solid if you don't have the right thermals on. And they're living up there in the North Pole, if you will. And they've got these flying reindeers. And they spent all year making these toys, and they, uh, and because of the time zones, of course, they can take the sleigh around, and they can drop them into people's houses uh, and stuff without nobody knowing. So is it okay for Santa Claus to break in my house? Is it okay for him to come down my chimney um, or come in my door? I mean, yes, uh, maybe we're expecting you, Santa. So if we're expecting him... Um, but we're not allowed to be up when he comes in. So we're supposed to go to sleep so somebody can come in my house. Um, and I'm supposed to trust a man that I've never seen and that I see pictures of, maybe on a Coca-Cola display or at the store at Walmart or wherever. And I'm supposed to believe this jolly old flying guy in a sleigh with these magical reindeer with these elfin uh, shop workers or whatever making toys. Um, I'm supposed to trust trust him to come into my house but I have to be asleep because I'm not allowed to see him and trust him to come to leave gifts in my house. Now what's to say the Santa ain't gonna take something from my house and that's how he's getting his actual gifts to give to the next person. I'm just saying. But nonetheless let's just say hypothetically that Santa Claus is a good man because I'm trying to be good because I want Santa to come see me okay. But anyway I shouldn't have to be good a couple days of the year, right around Christmas time, to get a present. But at the same time, too, I shouldn't have to believe that there's a magical man out there that is going to come and leave me something under my tree. Um, Because it's okay to bring a tree in the house. Yeah, let's bring a tree in the house from outside. Um, It's okay to bring a tree in the house and have a gift under there from somebody that, you know, lives in the North Pole. But once it comes to the United States... And go the globe to drop presents off in the air, you know, um, because he's a good guy, because he's giving to people, and he doesn't want to be seen because he wants to be anonymous. He don't want to be seen because he doesn't want somebody, he doesn't want the praise and the glory of, oh, thank you, Santa, thank you, Santa, but yet... He sits back, if you will, checks his naughty and nice list. Who is he to tell me if I've been bad or good when he hasn't been men in my life all year round? And how is Santa Claus going to be the one to dictate whether I've been bad or good when in all honesty, that should be God's place? So who is Santa Claus to judge me? Now, that makes sense to me, but it confuses me. But then let's, for argument's sake, say, if Santa Claus... Is a very, very nice giving man. Okay. <clears throat> um, maybe I should put a disclaimer on this before I started for any parents with your children. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> because that should be something you discuss with your children. Um, but when somebody says, oh, I don't believe in Santa. Santa's not real. Yes, he is. You are Santa. You're Santa. If you give something out of the kindness of your heart to somebody, even if it's only one time of the year, and you give it to somebody out of the kindness of your heart, and you're not expecting or demanding anything in return, because it's better to give than receive, <coughs> that is a version of Santa. It's just like with God. 
bad and good. You know, do good things for people. Be a good person to others. It's not, it's the same thing. You do good for other people. Okay, so you, you play elf, if you will, to Santa. <clears throat> Maybe you're God's version of an angel. Or a disciple. Or whatever your religion is. A descendant. A child of God. Um, or just a good human being. Now, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to come across that I, I am opinionated on what you guys believe. Because that's not my place. I'm just saying these are merely questions I have. And when somebody says, <coughs> um, okay, send me your Christmas list. So I know what, you know, what, know what you want. This is famous. Because my, I used to do this to my kids. Send me your Christmas list. <clears throat> write it down and you know you go to mall you see Santa at the mall you let Santa know what you want whatever you let Santa know what you want but what if Santa can't afford to get it or what if his elves didn't have means or time to make it so does that mean that that child now thinks that they've been bad or or, or they don't have anything under their tree so for one, my heart's go off to all the parents that do go through that because I understand that feeling. Um, but you have children that don't get gifts. They don't receive the extra. And maybe Christmas is an extra of giving. One time out of the year, everybody should do the hustle buzzle, hustle and bustle of being good, going out and trying to find these gifts on sale or whatever, um, you know, to, to hand out one time of the year. Why don't we do it all year round? Why does it have to be one day of the year? <coughs> We're getting gifts on the day that Jesus was born. So, we're, we're getting his birthday gifts? Is that the way that was supposed to be? And depending on how good you are or how bougie you are or how much money you have or how creative you are um, or how um, blessed you are will depend on the materialistic gift that you receive. Now, I don't know about you, but I would take having my loved ones back um, any day than a materialistic thing under the tree. And <clears throat> I, I have. Um, I like to believe I've been a good girl this year. Um, now, I could say, you know, I used to have the saying, naughty or nice, because that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a catch. It's kind of confusing, because <laughs> maybe this is not appropriate. But, hey, anyway, um, so you got naughty or nice. <clears throat> are you nice at being naughty, or are you naughty being nice? It's kind of a miss, I mean, it's a trick question to me. 
But anyway, I like to believe that I've been a good girl this year. You could take it however you want it. <clears throat> I like to believe I've been a good girl, and I should be on the on the on the on the good list. Okay. Um, see, there goes that naughty list again. It's a trick question. I mean, what kind of gift would I get if I tell Santa Claus, yeah, I'm, I want to be on the naughty list, Santa. What do I get? What's my prize? What's my gift? What's my incentive if I'm naughty? Okay, maybe that's the adult version. So, but then you got to be nice. Oh, sorry, I just hit my mic. Um, so, <laughs> anyway. Back to focus here. These are, like I said, this is what goes through my head. Um, some of the things, some of the things you don't want to know. Um, some places got cobwebs in there, and I just leave them be. And I just put a sign up there, do not enter. Um, <clears throat> hypothetically, of course. Um, and, <laughs> um, you know, I've been trying to, I've been trying to figure a lot of things out. And, you know, it's like, um, with Christmas coming up, obviously, and, and I'm, let me, let me back up. Let me back up on this. <clears throat> and I'm going to talk about, um, <clears throat> so I've told this story before in one of my other podcasts, um, kind of, I don't know verbatim of the wording I used, but anyway, irrelevant. The situation is still the same. Um, so when my stepdad, which he was my dad, not by blood, but he was my dad. Um, was in my life since I was like eight years old and outside of my grandfather that passed away when I was 15 was pretty much the only male figure in my life and he and I were very close uh, we worked on cars together um, I've told the story in one of my podcasts where um, <clears throat> uh, he and I used to work on our car my car and his car cars together you know and um, <clears throat> My uh, starter went out on my car, and I went outside, and I'm hoping I don't forget what the point of this is, um, and I say please remind me, but, <laughs> you know, you can't, so if I get sidetracked, I hope I bring it back in time for it to make sense, um, but I'm forewarning you now, so <clears throat> my starter went out on my car, and um, I am not afraid to get dirty, um, you know, and... Um, I am not afraid of being right next to uh, a male jumping in there and, and doing construction work or, um, you know, I've remodeled a lot of things and stuff and I'm not afraid of hard work. I've been a very independent, self-efficient uh, woman my whole life. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> my dad had passed away and before he had passed away, we had changed the starter in his van. He had come knocking uh, on my camper because I had a camper in their yard. Um, and uh, he came knocking on my camper and asked me if I could uh, uh, help him change the starter because his hands were too big to fit up in there. And he, sh and he shook a lot. His hands shook a lot. <clears throat> so I'm like, yeah, you know, no problem. So I get under there, the car, <clears throat> under the van, and he's over top of it. And he's handed me the tools and whatnot, and we're trying to work it together. And um, we get the start. I, I get the starter change. So um, this past year, I believe it's this past year, um, in the summertime, 
my car needed a starter. My uh, So anyway, <coughs> I went and got the starter. And um, this is the first time, this first moment that I had to do something of this nature without him. And um, I'm going to try to get through this without crying. Um, because I get very emotional when I, I really stop to think about him. Um, because I miss him so much. So much. Um, so anyway, um, I had to fix the starter on my car. <coughs> so I guess I go get the starter. And I go to the garage. And I know exactly what tools to get out, you know. So I grab some of his tools, some of my tools. Because some of them were intertwined. <coughs> and um, I get out the big old, you know, hydraulic jack and jacking my car up, you know. I'm going and I'm getting a piece of, you know, wood um, from the wood pile uh, to sit behind the tire to put back there so it don't roll. And I take my um, my spare tire and I put it underneath my car uh, so that if it falls, it falls on my tire um, and not on me and catches the fall. And... Um, which I showed that to him one day. He goes, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I thought, honestly, I thought I learned it from him. But I guess um, maybe he didn't remember. But anyway, um, so I, I do all this. I get all our blanket um, that we designated as our work blanket. Um, and because in some time when we'd have to work, um, I'd lay a blanket down for him uh, or myself. And when it was really hot out, I'd get... Um, uh, a fan, and I'd run an extension cord from the fan from the garage, and I would put it on him um, to help keep him cool from the heat, because he couldn't handle the heat. <coughs> so anyway, I'm getting all this stuff laid out, and I'm getting the tools out, and I'm trying to find the right sockets. I'm like, okay, I think this is a nine, or uh, it might be a ten, and I think this one is going to be a different. So I'm unhooking the battery uh, terminals. Uh, you know, very important. Um, so I'm unhooking the battery terminals, and I'm uh, getting everything all together, and I get up underneath there, and I start taking uh, the starter loose. <coughs> and I stopped. And I looked around. I looked at all his tools laid out on the ground. I looked at the blanket laying there. I looked at my car. I looked around again. And I couldn't do it. I started crying. I started crying. Because he was supposed to be there with me to help me. I knew I was going to cry doing this. <laughs> oh, sorry. So I... <laughs> I took a union break. <laughs> and I went inside. And I, I cleaned the, t the tools up. And I went inside. And mom was like, do you get it fixed? And I said, no. I, I had to take a union break, mom. Um, because uh, I, I just need to take a break. It's just too much. And um, I had posted something on Facebook about it. And I had tagged some of my dad's friends <coughs> and um, 
obviously they were, you know, very understanding and encouraging. And um, so I took a three-day union break. Because um, obviously I needed my car. So I go back out there and I get it all back out again, do the same routine. And um, so I'm laying there under the car <coughs> and I'm having trouble with this one bolt. And so I get out his swivel and I'm trying to, you know, get it and I'm, I'm having trouble with this one bolt. And I'm like, I know my hands fit in here. And I started crying again. And I stopped. But I didn't get out from underneath the car. And, um, I envisioned him and me working on his van. I envisioned him standing over the top of the van, talking to me. Telling me what to do, where his hands were, how we were holding things, and just kind of tuned myself in to that place and time with him. And it was the most hardest thing that I've ever had to do without him. Because that was a me and him thing. And, um,. I did it. I did it. She fired right up. And um, I was so proud of myself. And then um, a couple days later, she wouldn't start again. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to freak out. <clears throat> but I was freaking out because my mom needed to go to the hospital. <clears throat> and my aunt had to come and get us because... My mom didn't want me getting underneath the car and messing with it. Um, she was having some chest pains. and So my aunt came and got us and took us to the hospital. And when I came home, <clears throat> I said, I think, I was just troubleshooting it, you know, back to our mechanic. I think maybe the starter wire might have came loose. And that might be why she's not starting. And that's what it was. It just took me a matter of a few seconds to get under there and hook it up right. And, um, that was a huge deal for me. That was my level of closeness with my stepdad. And, um, I know, I know not everybody is fortunate to have that kind of relationship with their step-parent or their step-siblings, <coughs> but I was. My stepdad. And, um, so anyway, back to where this was going. Because, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> my notes is running. <laughs> Better go catch it, right? <laughs> um, that was another saying my dad used to say. He used to, my son, he used to thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> he thought it was just so humorous. My mom was like, my nose is running. He goes, well, you better go catch it. <laughs> um, but anyway, <coughs> So, back to the subject of, sorry, just trying to gather myself here. So, back to the subject of uh, God. 
my stepdad was a very humble, simple man. Didn't ask for much, if anything. My mom always came first. <coughs> we got him some chickens um, for his birthday one year. The year, bef the year that he passed away, actually, for his birthday. <coughs> he was like a kid in a candy store. He was so excited. Or a kid on Christmas, if you want. Uh, so excited. But he didn't get excited until he looked at my mom and asked my mom if it was okay if he had them. <laughs> because my mom doesn't like birds. Because of my grandparents, the whole house was nothing but birds all the time. And um, so my mom just doesn't care for birds. And um, so after he okayed it with her, that it was okay, and she knew about it, and she's like, yeah, I knew about it. And then he got excited. And unfortunately, a vulture or whatever killed his chickens uh, pretty much the next day. Um, that excitement uh, was beautiful of him uh, when he got it. Something that simple. But he was a very simple, humble man. <clears throat> Would do anything, pretty, mu pretty much anything, to help others out. Um, <clears throat> but he was a man of morals, of in the sense of, the place of the the male in the family, the provider, the uh, the husband role. He believed that the man's place was providing for his family, taking care of his family, and being the, the hard worker. He didn't have a problem with my mom working. He wasn't uh, a male chauvinist, um, you know, or or that that way. But he believed. That the man's place was to take care of his wife and his family. He was head of the household. And um, <coughs> um, so anyway, he, I don't think, I don't think he realized how much he was loved and how much of an impact he made in other people's lives. Um, when he passed away, he chewed tobacco, okay? He's from West Virginia. He chewed, chewed tobacco. Um, now, growing up, he smoked cigarettes. He smoked like two packs of Winston a day or Campbell. Um, <clears throat> but he chewed. And um, he had borrowed some money off of me, actually, until he got his check to go get a roll of tobacco. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And... <laughs> He was like, you don't have to tell your mom. I'll, I'll pay you back. It'll be okay, you know. Don't worry. You, know, you don't have to worry your mom over it, you know. And I'm like, I'm not worried over it. I know where you live. <laughs> you live in the house. <laughs> I know where you live. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like that, you know. And because um, we, we all took care of each other, the three of us. <coughs> so anyway, when he passed away, that roll of tobacco was up on top of his gun cabinet. And, um, I went to the tobacco store because I knew where he got it because there's only, like, so many places that carried his brand. <coughs> so I drove to the tobacco store, and I said, I know this is weird. I said, when my dad passed away, you know, I explained the situation, the tobacco, whatever, and I want to know if we can get a refund on it because we weren't going to chew it. <coughs> and if not, then I'll, you know, hand it out or dispose of it or whatever. 
That lady at the tobacco store knew exactly who I was talking about. She knew exactly the man that I was referring to and started to cry. She just could not believe that he had died. Uh, that was that was her dude. Um, they, you know, he come in and they talk, you know, shit to shit. And, uh, you know, that was her dude. And now, mind you, my, my dad wasn't disrespectful on, oh, that was my dude, you know, like eyes fluttering or whatever. It wasn't like that. You know, men and women can have friendships and stuff or be kind and cordial to people without wanting to have sex with them or be any, you know, thing um, out of content. Uh, that is possible, people. I, I know that. But anyway, <coughs> so, you know, when we had went to his funeral, <coughs> and I'm probably getting ahead of myself, um, it was full. They had to open the second room for him. Um, and <coughs> now, mind you, he had a big family, okay? There was, I think, 10 or 11 of them, of his brothers and sisters in West Virginia. But, um, they are in West Virginia. And most, all of them, unfortunately, have passed away. As a matter of fact, my aunt, his sister, uh, just recently passed away this, this past November. And, um, <coughs> um, probably actually about a week ago, maybe. Uh, but anyway, um, there's only two of them left now. And one of them lives in Indianapolis and one lives in, still in West Virginia. Uh, and um, <coughs> so the brother that lives in Indianapolis, because I don't live far from Indianapolis, he was obviously there. Him and, and I said that were very, very close. And... Um, I was going through the trauma of not only losing um, him, but also I I had to give my dad CPR. Um, and um, I don't know if anybody has went through um, I have a big PTSD on it. Uh, if anybody's ever went through of doubt. Did I do something wrong? Did I miss something? Did I miss a step? Um, was I doing it the right way? Um, I, tr I tried to save him. I worked on him so hard. Uh, it seemed like forever until the medics got there and they worked on him 45 minutes. And I, 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 I as soon as I started doing the chest compressions, I, I know I broke his ribs. And I apologized to him. I slapped him in his face and I apologized to him. I wanted him to wake up and he wouldn't wake up. I actually hit his head on the thing in the bathroom and I apologized to him. And I just wanted anything for him to wake up and yell at me and tell me to stop. You know, that I was hurting him or something and leave me alone or get off me or something. And he didn't. And, um, <clears throat> so I went up to his brother. He was standing at the casket. And I apologized to him for not being able to save his brother. And I apologized to my mother. For not being able to save her husband. 
and I apologize to him for not saving him. And I blamed myself because I tried. I tried really hard. I tried really hard to save him, and I couldn't. He wouldn't wake back up. He wouldn't wake back up. I begged him. And they, they took him. After they worked on him for 45 minutes. And they took him. And, um. Sorry. Um. Hit my mic. Try to wipe my face here. Um. The next day, <coughs> we went to the funeral home, and they brought him out of the freezer, and they pulled him into the office where their desks were. <laughs> um, <coughs> so they have these two desks in their office, and in here on a gurney bed is him, <laughs> and um, In a 24-hour period of time, a man that had been pa had passed away straight out of the freezer laid a man of pure beauty in my eyes. I had never in my life, <coughs> and I've seen a lot of dead people, <coughs> had ever witnessed somebody so beautiful and the most healthy looking human being I have ever seen in my life and he was dead as that man was laying on that gurney <coughs> he had this unbelievable I don't know how to explain it he looks so healthy And so beautiful. And when we went to that funeral, everybody was talking about how beautiful he looked and how great he looked. And he had this glow about him. And he looked so good. <clears throat> Even the dirt under his fingernails still because he bit his nails because he's a hillbilly. He was the same man that would peel an apple with his pocket knife and wipe it off his jeans and put it back in his pocket. You know? And according to my youngest, uh, according to my youngest daughter, nobody could peel an apple like Papa. <coughs> but, uh, and I told, I went back to my mom. I said, that warrant just warmed my heart. And my mom, being blind, of course, she you know she couldn't see him. <coughs> and I said, Mom. He looks the healthiest I've ever seen him in his whole life living. And he's gone. He looks so beautiful. He just glows and it warmed my heart so much. <clears throat> and I fought with myself on 
what did I do wrong? Did I miss something? I took CPR. I've been recertified, you know, three or four times or something. And, you know, I took the classes. I, you know, I've never had to do CPR on anybody before, uh, but it had to be him. And now I've done CPR twice because we just had this horrific, tragic accident outside my house uh, on the 13th of November where a lady uh, died and I had to give her CPR. Um, <coughs> but I played it over my mind over and over and over again. And um, I would literally lay in there because it happened in the bathroom on, and stuff on the floor. I don't write again CPR. And I literally would go in there and lay on the bathroom floor where he was and just cry my eyes out. And, um, <coughs> there's a little, um, I, I don't know if people know, I used to clean crime scenes for a living, but, um, there's oils and stuff that your body leaves behind, obviously, dura matter and your secretion and stuff from your body. And, uh, anyway, they took him into the dining room, the medics did, <clears throat> and there's a little small stain on the floor. I know what that stain is from. Um, I don't say nothing to my mom or anybody about it. And obviously, if I have anybody that's listening to me that, um, obviously my sister listens to my podcast, um, dedicatedly, and thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> but it's a reminder. Uh, it's a very big reality check, but it's a reminder of how simple life is to be so complicated. Um, because, you know, they were up at 1030 in the morning made me meet, making meatballs, and by, you know, 10 till 12, he was already gone. And, um, <coughs> you know, it's like this horrific accident outside that happened. Um, they left their, their home, not two seconds away from their home. She was gone. Um, literally. <laughs> um, but I played the scenario with him over my mind on, did I do something wrong? And I was like, oh my gosh, did I check for a pulse? I remember seeing his chest go up. Um, <coughs> he had his defibrillator ran. It went off. Kind of lit us both up. Um, freaked me out because I, for I forgot he had it in him, although I knew it, but in the moment. Um, and he started doing his, his gurgle and his rattle and trying to get the fluid out of him and turn him over and <coughs> do a finger sweep in his mouth to make sure nothing was obstructed in there. Um. And that's pretty much when I knew he was he was he was gone, um, or was soon to be. Um, but in replaying the beginning of it, uh, you know, and fast forwarding it to the point of where I went in there and he was in there sitting on the toilet. <coughs> I thought he was just sitting there. I didn't know he had went to the bathroom. Um, and his body expelled his bodily fluids. Um, <coughs> um, 
but at the time I didn't know that. Okay. Um, his pants were pulled up. Um, and he was sitting on the toilet with the, the seat up. And so evidently he pulled his pants up and sat back down. But they weren't buckled or the belt was still undone. Um, but when I went in and I saw him sitting there, <coughs> I said, hey, what's going on? Um, and he was looking down. And I took my hand and I gently touched his chin to raise his face up. And they were pure white. There were no, no pupils, no eyeballs, just pure white. And I said, I need you to wake up. I need you to talk to me. I need you to stay with me. And I went and got the phone to call 911. <coughs> and he said, he said, I'm awake. Stop it. That hurts. And I was gently touching his chin. I wasn't putting any pressure on it. And I said, I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hurt you. Um, I just need you to, to stay awake with me and talk to me and look at me. He said, I am awake. That hurts. Stop. Um, <coughs> and when I called 911, she asked if he had took any nitro. And he answered, yes, one. I just took it. And I turned around and there was a bottle of nitro sitting on the sink. I had not even saw that. Uh, so he was coherent. <coughs> but he had no no vision. He was blind. His eyes were pure white. And so when I replay that moment in my mind of giving him CPR, you know, pinching his nose, lifting his neck, watch his chest rise, do compressions, um, I forgot how many to count. I did them in like 10 to 15 minute intervals. I, right now, honestly, I don't even remember. But then I remembered his defibrillator would help do the the heart. So I actually, honestly, try to concentrate also on the breathing. But I went back and forth. But it all happened so quickly. And <coughs> I had to admit to myself That although God gave me two hands and the resources and the knowledge to save a human being, <coughs> it was in his hands and he took over. And I'll be quite honest with you because I'd be lying if I said otherwise. That exact statement I just said, I was this many years old when I realized it and just said it. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, 
I always say, you know, put it in God's hands. <coughs> I'll put it in God's hands. Or God gave us two hands for a reason. Resources and knowledge for reasons. <coughs> Sometimes he guides our hands. Guides our resources and guides our knowledge. Gives us the tools we need in order to utilize them. When and if the time is right. And because we're human beings, we make mistakes. We second guess ourselves and we're left to wonder. <coughs> or we might have made a mistake and it might have accidentally cost someone their life. But we're human beings. <coughs> and when human beings are not able to intervene or have the appropriate tools and resources at the given time, that's when it's in God's hands. And he had it. He had it. He just needed me to get where I was, to get my dad to that point. And he took it from there. And he gave me the blessing of being home on that exact day, sick from work. Or else my mother would have been alone with that, blind and disabled. <coughs> but God blessed me to be at the right place at the right time, even when it hurt the most. And I believe God reminded me of the beauty. The next day when I saw him, my dad, coming out of the freezer. Because that was more than any human being could have ever done. questions and answers and things that make me me. And maybe you don't believe in God and I'm not here to preach to you. I'm here to tell you it's okay to have questions. <coughs> it's okay to have your opinion and your belief. But honestly, wholeheartedly, can you honestly say what would it hurt to have that one other resource and tool that is beyond your control? Would it really hurt to believe and have faith and pray? Would it really hurt? Or would it hurt not to? I don't know. Those are questions that only you can answer. And the only thing I can do is pray that you find the answers that you're looking for. And <coughs> I have a habit of 
having questions that confuse me. But then my confusing questions make sense to me. Because we haven't really ever thought about it that way. And I know Sometimes it's okay not to have the answers. Because if we have the answers, <laughs> then why would we need God? And if we keep leaving it in mankind's hands, we're just going to keep killing each other and hanging ourselves. At least that's what I believe. And, um, honestly, when I first started um, press record on my podcast, I really didn't know what I was going to say. I was going to talk about self-reflection, and this is what I started talking about last night, and kind of what I was going through in my mind and my head and stuff, but <clears throat> I guess I was meant to do this one. Um, and I won't apologize for that. Because even though, <coughs> even though life hurts right now in so many ways for me, I look over at my mom, who can lay only on one side of her body, <coughs> needs help to and from her portable toilet. hurts unbelievably with a simulator um, in her pain receptor in her back implanted in her spine. Tons of medication. Blind. Immobile. <coughs> confined to a bed. As she faces the same direction where her husband used to lie. Clinches a teddy bear with a t-shirt that I printed a letter that he wrote to her on. And tries so hard to remind herself that she matters. Her life matters. And she's not better off dead. She don't grieve herself to death. That she has a purpose. And that she's just not taking space up on earth. She cries for me. She cries to me. Tells me she's scared. She's afraid she's going to die. She's trying to make it right. <coughs> so please don't make her cuss at me. Because she's trying to get into heaven. <laughs> she said that to me yesterday. <laughs> she said, don't make me cuss at you. I'm trying to get into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm laying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing her legs with, um, <coughs> Vicks Vapor Rub, because, you know, she, I've talked about it before, we live by the Vicks Vapor Rub, um, 
it helps my mom with her fibromyalgia and her neuropathy, her restless leg, her PAD, um, head to toe. I put Vicks Vibro on my on my mom, and sometimes I warm it up in the microwave. <coughs> Depends on if she can handle the heat of the of that or not. But as I'm laying there, or not laying there, she's laying there, and I'm rubbing this on her. Sometimes my, I don't know the strength of my own hands, and she's very sensitive, obviously, to touch. <clears throat> and she'll say, that hurts, you know, don't be so hard. You have a vicious thumb. <laughs> um, I'll slow down, and I'll envision my dad laying there at the bottom of the bed, like he always did. And he'd rub my mom's legs until he fell asleep. Every night. And I would look over at my mom. And I would know that no matter how I know the day is going to come that I'm not going to have that moment again. And even though I'm in this house with her, I try not to be hovering over her all the time. But I also try not to forget that she's still here. Even at times when she don't want to be. Because there's going to be a day that my muscle memory in my mind is going to hear my mom yell for me. It's going to have the habit of going and checking on my mom. It's going to have the habit of calling my mom on the way home from the store to see if she needs anything. To be out at the store or anywhere for that matter. And remember that I won't have to hurry up and get home to my mom. She won't be there. And they say there's no tears in heaven. And I pray that's true. Because I cry enough on earth. In my human form. <clears throat> Sometimes living just sucks the life right out of you. <clears throat> and sometimes we get caught up in so much of life <clears throat> that we forget to live. get caught up in the meaning of life <coughs> to forget what the reality of life really is and out there the government though they have the right <coughs> to rape us from our God-given right as a human being in this world our own world 
of a believing in something that doesn't try to control us, manipulate us. It gives us free will on what we want. Unlike them. I have to pay Uncle Sam an uncle. <coughs> I think we're all related to. Um, that I've never met and doesn't ever get me anything for um, the holidays or birthdays or whatever. Um, and I'm still waiting on my stimulus checks from year was it 2020 or whenever we got them. <laughs> anyway, um, <coughs> we all have the same uncle, the same government, and one retrospects to the next, some for form of authority. And we are supposed to believe in, in, um, they have our best interests at heart. And I say that with, um, <laughs> after it, um, why is it so hard to believe in God? And why is it so hard to believe in mankind? more importantly, why is it so hard to believe in ourselves? <clears throat> because I can look at myself in the mirror and I can see my reflection. But when I look in my eyes and really look at me, <clears throat> do I see the reflection of the version that God intended and created? Or do I see the hell that mankind continues to put me through and holds me down from being able to see anything different. <coughs> Why does mankind cover my eyes but then expect me to see them? and believe in them and trust them but my reflection is meaningless <clears throat> you know my mom is uh, my mom's blind and I, I tell you this and this is true <laughs> I have no reason to make this up I noticed this a while back my mom has more mirrors in this house I think every room almost has a mirror in it or more Um, almost every room. And she's blind. But you know what? <clears throat> I've also learned some of the most beautiful things that you can actually see don't even require, don't even require your eyesight. It requires your heart. Close your eyes. And what really do you see? And what really do you feel? And when you open your eyes and you look at your reflection, are they one and the same? 
or would you rather have an app filter to make you what society believes is beautiful than what God created, the beautiful masterpiece that reflects off your soul? And I hope this all makes sense, and I'm, um, that's just me winging it. This is off of my heart, off my head, and uh, just my train of thought for the moment. And um, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly um, apologize, obviously, for my hitting my mic and stuff and clearing my throat all the time. That's just who I am. I think that's another reason my podcast is just... <clears throat> perfect name for me. If anybody knows me, I'm always clearing my throat because I have very bad allergies <clears throat> and my throat is always dry. I had so much cotton in my mouth. I probably can knit a sweater for everybody. Um, <clears throat> but, um, regardless of what your religion is, regardless of what your color is, Regardless of what your sexual status is, regardless of what society has made you feel is acceptable or not acceptable, <clears throat> don't be like, don't be like society. Be you, because there's only one you, and you are your own. And your life matters. But more importantly, so does your presence. I just made that up. <laughs> that kind of goes together, doesn't it? <laughs> presence good. Christmas. Okay, anyway. <laughs> That's kind of all put together. I'm kind of proud of myself right now. <laughs> I amuse myself, let me tell you. My other personality's got such huge such humors. And I say this jokingly, but. If I can't laugh at my own self and, and and come to terms with my own personalities, then who can? Because in all honesty, my other personality, <clears throat> my other little voice inside of my head, her and I had to become friends. And we had to come to terms on things. Because she was been protecting me for so long. Um... <clears throat> And she um, just couldn't take it anymore. And she was trying to kill us. And um, we're good now. And that's why I'm here. And that, folks, is why you are blessed. But even more so, I am blessed because you have taken the time out of your life to do the one thing that you will never be able to give back that is priceless, but the most valuable thing you, you, um, that you have, your time. And I thank you for giving it and dedicating it and listening to me. And I pray 
that you have a very safe and blessed evening. More importantly, <clears throat> I pray for all of us. Because sometimes in life, <clears throat> we have to remember to step over our own shadows. Take the leap of faith and build our wings on the way down. But don't forget the wings that you're building come from the tools you're given. Just life thought. And I just thought of that just now. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess that's my gift from God too. Thank you. And I thank God for my gift. <clears throat> and I tell myself, don't be ashamed of your gift, Dee. Embrace it. And I'm trying. I'm wholeheartedly trying. <clears throat> this is Dee. And you've been listening to my podcast. Let me clear my throat. Thank you and have a safe and blessed evening. <clears throat>